This episode of The Interlude contains mature and explicit content, as well as depictions of scat play that may disturb some listeners, and entice others. Hey, no judgment. Hey, baby. You want to joyce me? <laughs> well, joycing. Give me a little Jamesing. <laughs> Hey, this is Grace. And this is Kit. And welcome to The The Interlude, Interlude, the sexiest game of chicken on the internet. Hello, Grace. How are you? (laughs) Hello there, Kit. I'm great. How are you doing? Oh, I have some wonderful stuff for us today. Ah, uh, wow. Okay, well, let's tell everybody what we're drinking in uh, in honor of today's podcast. Uh, we are having something called the Hanky Panky. Ooh, that sounds like something appropriate for every one of our podcasts. Absolutely, especially this one here. All right. And this is primarily, what, gin and sweet vermouth and a little bit of Fernet Branca, which I am usually not a fan of, but I think it works really nicely. Yeah, yeah. We will uh, put the recipe out there in the show notes, but uh, I think it's... It's nice and smoky. It's very alcoholic. Yes. And oh, this is pure alcohol. I feel like I'm going to need this to get, to get through <laughs> this episode. Well, I think you are exactly correct about that because today we're going to talk about James Joyce. Mm. James Joyce is a famous Irish author. Uh, he was born in the late 19th century, uh, survived until around about the beginning of World War II, Hmm. wrote a number of uh, books that uh, kind of influenced the very way that novels were written. But Mm. he also had such a dirty mind. Wonderful. Now, before we start with that, I want you to read uh, a couple of text conversations that I've got here. Okay. Okay. I have no idea what I'm looking at. Right. I'm looking at a text message from someone uh, named Jimmy, and it says, WID, question mark, which we all know is, what are you doing? Basically, hey, hey I want to have sex, <laughs> right? Hey, remember last night, I thought your ass was going to explode like it was so full of gas. Like, the whole room smelled like old tacos. And then you farted right in my face. So, like... Can you do that to me again soon? Fucking fire. Three fire emojis. Okay. Another uh, another text message from Jimmy. I'm guessing that first one went unanswered. So the follow-up. Hey. Sup. So, anywho, are you into role play? How about piss and shit? Just wondering if you want to jerk me off while shitting on me. We can pretend like we're pigs and be as dirty as we want. Good times for all. Anyways, hit me up. Wow. Um, not unlike some messages i've received on dating websites so okay well what does this have to do with james joyce i'm glad you asked so uh that is what i think a modern interpretation of james joyce's letters might be because here no are the real ones oh my gosh and i am going to take such delight in watching you squirm as you read these okay wow uh, that was uncomfortable to read, just the text version. But I have to say, just looking at this text and the prose I'm about to read, really, the, the the dirty letter is such a dying art form. I feel like text messaging has killed romance. 
It really has. I mean, I'm pretty sure James Joyce never said W.I.D. No, no, he definitely did it. And it really is the delivery. It's all in how you evoke what you're trying to get at. Uh, And you would think that an author of such renown as James Joyce would have a little bit more tact, a little bit more nuance, a little bit more flowery way of describing things, uh, maybe some poetry, a poetic way of erotic texting you know, sending letters back and forth. So let's see the the poise and the poetry in James Joyce's letters to his uh, lover uh, and uh, eventually wife. Oh, so these these letters worked, then, is what you're saying. He got the girl. Apparently, yes. All right. The hanky-panky for some hanky-panky. Okay. You had an arse full of farts that night, darling, and I fucked them out of you. Big fat fellows, long windy ones, quick little merry cracks, and a lot of little tiny naughty farties ending in a long gush from your hole. It is wonderful to fuck a farting woman when every fuck drives one out of her. I think I would know Nora's fart anywhere. I think I could pick hers out in a room full of farting women. It is a rather girlish noise, not like the wet, windy fart which I imagine fat wives have. It is sudden. And dry and dirty like what a bold girl would let off in fun in a school dormitory at night. I hope Nora will let off no end of her farts in my face so that I may know their smell also. Wow. This is high romance. What what year was this? Was this written so, about? I believe this was a letter from 1909. Oh. So about five years into their relationship. Wow, keeping it fresh. Keeping it fresh. Keeping it fresh. And funky. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this next passage, is this a different letter or is this in the same? This this is a different letter. I believe they were about the same year. Uh, I I can't remember if it was 1907 or 1909, but it was certainly several years into their uh, relationship. And in fact, at least two years after their first son was born. Oh my gosh! See, this is this is what you gotta do. You gotta you gotta keep it fresh. Yeah. Okay, he's got some fetishes. He does have some apparently. fetishes. Apparently, yes. Yes. Um, what is what is the technical term for a fart fetish? I'm I'm sure it exists, obviously, because I know there's got to be more modern day James Joyce farting aficionados out there, and. I think that's our target market here for this podcast, at least for this episode. Olfactophilia. Olfactophilia. So olfactophilia is the term for fart fetish. Uh, I think it's more generally even just any sort of fetish for scents. Of course, farts tend to be prime in people's fetishes. Oh no, I, I believe I may have this fetish, but not for farts. What for then? For a, for a particular man's body odor. Oh, well, he must be a very lucky man indeed. <laughs> I am very scent-driven in life. It is something I, I love very, like, nicely smelling things. Like, I love perfumes. I love very, like, rich and sensual body washes. Mm. Like, the vanilla chai body wash I'm using mm. right now is just heavenly. I love to smell things. I love to smell... Anything I can get my hands on. I love to smell my dog. I think my dog smells amazing. So what I want from you for the next episode then is a James Joyce-esque letter. Oh my God. Describing these scents that you love so much. So there's a a particularly weird thing about this. And I I, I know that there's got to be some scientific reasoning behind this. 
But when I'm when I've taken a lover and things are going well and I'm into him, he smells amazing. I can't get enough of his scent. But the relationship sours and I start not wanting to be with that person, they start to smell bad to me. Oh, so there's a heavy component of association in there. Like there, it, it's very strongly linked to Possibly. how you perceive that. Possibly. So if I ever tell you you smell, you know there's trouble. <laughs> okay. I will I will keep that in mind. But you smell amazing. Oh, thank you. Okay. But no, I, I can say I do not enjoy the smell of farts. That is not something I'm into. Um, but I do love scent. So I, I believe I have this fetish. I, I mean, I have you've absolutely seen me just go completely catatonic and just almost drunk on scent before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> Great. Now I have something in common with James Joyce. I love that we discovered this live during an episode. Wow. I'm discovering all kinds of things about myself. This is a journey of self-knowledge and discovery, <laughs> folks. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So this particular fetish I absolutely do not have. And I know that, that people do. This is the hard limit for me. But okay. And away we go. Wow. Okay. Okay, now I can do this. Fuck me if you can, squatting in the closet, with your clothes up, grunting like a young sow doing her dung, and a big, fat, dirty, snaking thing coming slowly out of your backside. Fuck me on the stairs in the dark, like a nursery maid fucking her soldier, unbuttoning his trousers gently and slipping her hand into his fly and fiddling with his shirt and feeling it getting wet and then pulling it gently up and fiddling with his two bursting balls and at last pulling out boldly the mickey she loves to handle and frigging it for him softly, murmuring into his ear dirty words and dirty stories that the other girls told her and dirty things she said and all the time pissing her drawers with pleasure and letting off soft, warm, quiet little farts. Wow. Uh, wow. Okay. Um, I, I have questions. I've got so many questions. There's a lot of stuff happening here. There is a lot of stuff, absolutely. He which has an is imagination. typical for James Joyce. Okay. I, I've actually never read a James Joyce novel. How does this compare to his prose when he's not trying to seduce his wife? Uh, remarkably similar, actually. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Uh, so, fun facts about James Joyce. I think, as I alluded to earlier, uh, he's famous for pioneering several different techniques of literary conveyance. Uh, so, the most famous one is stream of consciousness, okay. uh, which takes not just the the main surface thoughts of a character, but also takes detours down all the other things that they may be thinking at the same time. You know how your brain doesn't always focus on one thing. You're thinking about the bills you have to pay, or you're thinking about what you said to this person, or you're thinking about the person who cut you off, or you're thinking about the present that you have to get your friend for their birthday, or something like that. All these little thoughts intrude while you are focusing on, on one thing, but you always come back. And so he claims that he took that device from a, a French writer uh, who's largely been forgotten. That's, that's debatable whether that was sort of the pioneering moment or whether it existed in this form before this at all. But he really did sort of elevate and disseminate the method of uh, telling a story using these little offshoots and somehow still bringing it 
to a solid conclusion. I'm not personally a fan of James Joyce very much. I've, I've read Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man. I've read a little bit of Ulysses. Just not my cup of tea. Uh, I don't like a lot of classic authors. But I do have to recognize that there are some very seminal things that James Joyce did. And this is kind of characteristic of his prose. Okay, I, I have to go back real quick to this. Fuck me if you can, squatting in the closet with your clothes up, grunting like a young sow, doing her dung, and a big, fat, dirty, snaking thing coming slowly out of your backside. Okay. First of all, we're in a closet. We're in a confined space. Right. How is this, how is this working? So the lady has her, her skirts hiked up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm guessing she's on top. Right. Uh, squatting. Right. He is presumably laying down or or they're both sitting up, possibly. I, when I read this, imagined him laying down and okay. her squatting on top of him. Okay. So she, while she is... Okay. I don't... I know it's possible to poop during childbirth. Most people do. I probably did. They're nice enough not to tell me if that happened or not. Can you... Is it... It's possible then to poop and fuck at the same time, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, actually, actually, yes. Yes, I know that it is. How do you know this? Is this a is this a learned experience from your life, or or, or is this something you saw this, in porn? Yes, yes, okay. actually, this this um, so <laughs> there is a video that I saw, uh, a video on the internet. No, so I was um, for a while I, I was obsessed with porn outtakes on on uh, one of the big name porn sites. I'm sorry, rewind the tape, porn. Outtakes. Yes, porn outtakes. How did I not know this was a thing? This is one of my favorite things. Like when you watch a movie yeah, and they yeah. show outtakes in the ending credits. I, I live for that. Right, except with porn outtakes, it's like all of a sudden the bed collapses and the the actors like fall over. Or uh, there was one I saw where like the uh, male star uh, missed the face of the, the uh, female star. And got the cameraman in the eye. Oh my gosh! I need to see these. Right. Okay. I need so to we see can, this. We can we can look at these after okay. after the the episode. Um, but one of them is of a woman who is trying her best to uh, you know keep with the scene, and just lets out a big fat dirty snaking thing. Wait. Okay. Wait, how? What was the positioning? Uh, she was on her back, and uh, I think she was dildoing herself. Oh, okay, so it was a solo venture. Yeah, yeah, that one was a solo thing. And she just shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah, just... And this is an outtake. This is an outtake. Someone is watching this not as right, an outtake. Yeah, okay, no, that's true. Someone, I, more than one person. James Joyce, if he was able to become a member of porn sites at that time, would definitely be watching this. So I am willing to bet that if you go on Urban Dictionary, there is some kind of name for this maneuver where you are squatting on a man and fucking him and shitting at the same time. And presumably that's going all over the balls. Hey, baby. You want to Joyce me? <laughs> well, Joycing. Give me a little Jamesing. <laughs> I just have to warn you, uh, I, I have a particular fetish. I want you to Joyce me. Okay. Then it just takes a turn after that. I mean, right, yeah. Then it's no longer about 
pooping. Now all of a sudden it's a, a nursery maid fucking her soldier. That is so specific. Now, what's interesting here is that when Joyce met his lover slash wife, James Joyce never really believed in the institution of marriage, but did eventually marry his lover, Nora Barnacle. It took 27 years. They met in 1904, and they finally got married in 1931. But they they did do it, so... And where else is he going to find a woman who would put up with this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. In In the 30s. I would imagine that this was not a typical avenue of conversation at any point. I don't think it is today, this even. Is, this is peak Edwardian era that they met and romanced in, where everyone was so fucking stale. But they weren't, though. I think people were a lot dirtier. I'm, there was that Edward Gorey book. Sure, sure. So there was some the, the weird shit. The Curious Sofa. It's, it's, the Curious Sofa, yeah. yes. A, a classic. Yeah, absolutely. A classic. I think... That all changed after the Edwardian period ended, and mm-hmm. also World War One finished. Uh, okay. I think that was kind of a massive relief to everyone. And then uh, there was the Spanish flu. The Spanish flu, right. Like, just one thing after another. Right, because those um, things happen concurrently. Yeah, the basically. Spanish flu and yeah, World Span- War One. Yeah, yeah. So just lots of heavy World, shit. World War One ended at about 1918, I think, and the Spanish flu picked, picked up. Picked right yeah. on up yep, there. Absolutely. And King Edward also died in 1918. That was uh, a shitty year. Yeah, I, thought, I, I believe. I thought 2020 was bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're still in the thick of it. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I think that things changed radically after that. After uh, relief from global war, global pandemic, uh, regime change, I, I think that a lot of people's uh, morals uh, sort of at least outwardly relaxed. They, they, you're right, they probably held these sort of behind closed doors. But even so, it wasn't the sort of thing that a lot of people talked about. I saw the fragility of life, and then you had jazz yeah. and liquor. Yeah, absolutely. The Roaring Twenties. But getting back to my, my description of Nora. So when Joyce met Nora in 1904, uh, she was working as a chambermaid. So it's curious oh, that that okay. pops up here as a nursery maid fucking her her soldier i'm not sure if soldier is an actual literal soldier or a euphemism well you said this was in 1906 or five or something yeah some somewhere around like 1907 1905 so, 1909 right. so is that world war one i'm no. not a history buff no 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 world war one didn't start until around 1914 okay so it was it was a four year yeah i mean give or take. certainly there were other conflicts there always sure. were sure okay i have questions here though She's unbuttoning the trousers gently, slipping her hands into his fly and fiddling with his shirt and feeling it getting wet. What is making the shirt wet? I'm glad you asked that. Allow me to pull out a third letter from James Joyce. (laughs) That I have to read or are you going to read this one for me? So this is an accounting by Joyce himself of the first, sorry, the, the first successful date between himself and Nora. Successful in what what way? So apparently they, they met in June of 1904 and Joyce uh, saw this woman, this uh, woman working as a chambermaid and basically asked her out. Okay. And she she accepted. Joyce, little did she know. <laughs> little did she know. Little did either of them know. Okay. I imagine there was a lot of trepidation on Joyce's part too. Sure. But he went to the place they had arranged to meet 
and she never showed up. <gasps> she ghosted him. Oh my God, it's an old-fashioned Edwardian ghosting. It is. And so he texted her back, by which I mean he wrote her a missive and sent it to her, which I guess he had her uh, contact info, mm -hmm. uh, basically begging for another date. And she accepted. See, ladies, I, I hate to say it works, but it works when you play hard to get. <laughs> Apparently. And so we do have an accounting he made some years later writing back to her uh, of their first date. Oh, my goodness. Okay. It was you yourself, you naughty, shameless girl, who first led the way. It was not I who first touched you long ago down at Ringsend. It was you who slid your hand down inside my trousers and pulled my shirt softly aside and touched my prick with your long, tickling fingers and gradually took it all, fat and stiff as it was, into your hand and frigged me slowly until I came off through your fingers, all the time bending over me and gazing at me out of your quiet, saint-like eyes. Okay, so... So, strong echoes of what is in the one that you just read. Or, sorry, the one you read before that. Okay. So, I would think the feeling of getting wet would come after the pulling it gently and fiddling with two bursting balls, and at last, pulling out boldly the Mickey she loves to handle and frigging it for him softly. Right. Right. Okay. So, it's, it's, it's got to be some pre-cum or something. Okay, I'm sorry. That's not enough to make fabric wet. Not, not soaking wet. But, you know, definitely it has it has made my underwear wet before. Sure, sure. Like in a, in a small spot. Right, right, exactly. Oh, I just assumed that you just didn't dribble enough <laughs> before you went to the bathroom. <laughs> That's why I always thought that was. Okay, okay. Murmuring into his ear dirty words and dirty stories. Okay, so he liked the dirty talk. I like that too. That that's a pretty yeah, yeah, out of all the things they're doing, that's pretty commonplace. That's, to, that's the one that you can relate to the most. I can really yeah. relate to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, whispering in the ear, either you're describing what you're doing, mm -hmm. or describing mm -hmm. what you'd like to be doing, or describing who else you would like to be in the room with you doing what you're doing. Right, or even just whispering a very soft, good girl. Oh. Or yeah. Good boy. Yeah, that works. So while she's fiddling with the bursting balls and frigging the Mickey softly, which again I've never heard. I've heard lots of slang for penis, but never Mickey. It was a different time. I, I've heard you know slip someone a Mickey, and now that has a whole different meaning, <laughs> right? You slip someone a Mickey as you're drugging them. Right. Right. Absolutely. So you slip them a Mickey so you could slip them a Mickey. Right, but that's slipping them a Mickey Finn. I'm sorry. That is a new, that's a new one. A Mickey Finn. A Mickey Finn. What yeah. is that? that? That's what you slip someone. No, I've always, them. no, I've always just heard it called slipping them a Mickey. Oh, just really? Just a Mickey, period. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. So while she's jerking him off, basically, and mm -hmm. whispering in his ear, she's also pissing herself. So how does, how does, how does he know that that's happening? How does he know that that's happening? Well, yeah. presumably the floor is all wet. Like, Oh, I guess she could be peeing on him, she possibly. Could, she could be peeing on him. I mean... He wants her to poop on him. In the Edwardian, the girls liked you to piss on them. <laughs> <laughs> nice letter, Kenny reference. No, no, they didn't. And I can only assume, if we go back to the first sentence where he says, fuck me if you can, squatting in the closet. If you can... Well, again, yeah. maybe he probably doesn't know whether it's actually possible to poop while fucking someone. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have the the gift 
of porn outtakes. Exactly. Like we do. Exactly. Global information and knowledge. I can it's a say wonderful with, and cursed thing. I can say unequivocally, I have never watched any porn that involved any kind of shit play at all. It's just I've studiously avoided. Oh, wait a minute. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Do you recall one of the very first early viral internet things was the two girls, one cup? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't know if it was ever definitively proven if that was r- real or not. I really have not studied up on that. I, okay. Um, I want to believe it was staged. I really do with all my heart because I don't want to have said that I... And, and, and here's the thing about that. It's like the urban legends, right? Mm-hmm. But this is one of the very early internet urban legends or mm-hmm. things like you got to see this. Just like, you know, Chocolate Rain by Tezonde, if you remember that. Oh, who can forget that? Who can forget his, that? His uh, children. His... Anyone born after the year 2005 does not know what that is. Also, his mic technique oh, was amazing. fantastic. Amazing. Absolutely. He's great. I wonder what he's up to. We're going to have to look up Tay and see what he's yeah. doing. Yeah, we are. I'm sure he's doing great things. Right after but, the porn outtakes. Right, porn outtakes and uh, Two Girls, One Cup. Yes. The most disturbing thing about the Two Girls, One Cup was the soundtrack, the music. Am I wrong? Do you, no, you the are music not wrong. is what has stayed with me all these years. It was this really bad, dramatic, like, not even porn, like, very dramatic, low budget, uh, like, soap opera music. Yeah. Can you do a rendition of it for us? I, I couldn't even begin. It was just, it was very, it was like a lot of piano. And it was just very, like, dramatic. Very like Hallmark movie of the week. Yes. Kind of. Yes. So I'm wondering, has enough time gone by that we could prank the younger generation with Two Girls One Cup? Or are they are they just too savvy and they know what that is? They don't know what cassette tapes are. I think we could prank some. Some Gen Z. Well let's find out. Hey, kids. <laughs> if you're under the age of twenty, but over the age of eighteen, <laughs> go look up Two Girls One Cup. It is the hottest porn you will ever see. Ah, oh, so great. Yeah. There, yeah. That probably did it. Okay, that probably did too. Also, go to lemonparty.com. Oh, my favorite kind of party. <laughs> Ain't no party like a lemon party, because lemon party, yeah, we'll just leave it there. Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay, so what have we learned today? We have learned that today's texters, dating profile authors, guys trying to get laid, really need to step up their game. I'm telling you, if I got a text message like from Jimmy which, you know, James, the modern day James, yeah. I would, uh, no, that wouldn't work. However, if I had gotten this, if some man sends me something like this, I may not be into it, but I am definitely going to message back. <laughs> and what would you message back? Beautiful. I would say that I am not interested in anything you've described in this. However, your prose is beautiful. And I would like to, I would like to talk. Let's see if we can find some common ground. Maybe there's some other fetishes that that are a little bit more in line with what I'm into. Yeah. So that's what I've learned. I've learned that, you know, guys, if you want to get laid, take a page out of James Joyce's life and just get flowery and creative with it. Yeah. I bet you it'll work better than, hey, sup, uh, you into role play? How about piss and shit? 
That's not gonna work. However, fuck me if you can, squatting in the closet with your clothes up, grunting like a young sow doing her dung, and a big, fat, dirty, snaking thing coming slowly out of your backside. That, I think, would, would work. What I love about this is that I am 100% certain that he wants to fuck in the closet because it will contain the smell of her farts. Oh, my God, you're correct. Like a fart gas, gas chamber. chamber. Oh, I love it. Yes. I love it. We've also learned that you apparently have olfactophilia. I do. I do. Wow. Isn't that some wonderful knowledge to share? Let's just add that to the list of fetishes I have here. Because there's always room for one more. Go ahead. Go put it on Fet Life. I'll wait. <laughs> that wasn't on the BDSM test. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for joining us for this this wonderful, wonderful <laughs> edition of the interlude and and remember it may not always be smart but it is always smart <laughs> bye here at the interlude podcast we love tops and subs that's topics and subscribers is there something you'd love to hear us talk about on a future episode? Email us at interlude at wholeassproductions.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-L-E-W-D. Or find us on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at interludepod.